I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following, the following. Is journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, a quite a great spirit of adventure. Don't you? People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Stuff. You're calling the butler. I'm very partial to tea and muffins. What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. Never trust a hug. It's just a way to hide your face. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey! Yes, this must be where I live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Gallif Radio. We're in the first season here. It is episode 11. It is a brand new year. It's a series finale, season finale of our show. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me back, as always, my companions, Sarah and Veronica. How are you guys doing? Yo. Hi. (laughs) Doing good. We're drinking some coffee, getting alive here. Happy New Year's. We got settled in after a delicious pizza. Oh my God, we had mm-hmm. the best pizza today. It was perfect. It, this is not a foodies watching movies episode where we're talking about House of Pizza no. and how good it is. But once again, House of Pizza reigns supreme. It's well known on the network. Supreme. Sorry. Ooh, a little, <laughs> little D sliding in there. Man, yeah. I've been listening a lot of Tenacious D lately, yeah. guys. It's the soundtrack of our lives. Currently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first album is so good. I know. We've been. Oh, we've been listening to it a lot. Let's just leave it at that. I, I mean, I really don't want to leave it at that. That album's like, you know, nearing twenty years old. Very true. Isn't that crazy? They're like, like they're in their Santa phase. They're tangling ass grandpas. They're tangling oh, ass grandpas. Tangling. Aw, the D. The D is tangling. Uh, love them. But yeah, this is not what this show is about. This is the season finale of the first season of Gallif Radio. We did it. A Whovian podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we celebrated New Year's by watching the New Year's special of Doctor Who, and we're going to talk about it. Resolution. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, spoilery, so if you haven't seen it, probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well said. Uh, Who wants to talk about it first? I guess it's interesting to me to think about this episode, because... They should not have given us the, the the giveaway for the big bad of the episode. 
I would have loved to go into that a little yeah. more blind. Yeah, that would have been great to know that it was a Dalek-centric episode. I feel like that was the one maybe small, if we're checking points here, that's the first points they get taken off, was given it to me in the teaser. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you did it in your final episode of this first season here, but maybe it's too little too late. Mm. I don't know. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was good. I didn't like the music again. I thought the music was very Hollywood and it was very like forcing me to feel again. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like to feel. <laughs> we've established our uh, position. Yeah, we've, we've talked in great detail on this show about our disdain for the current musical choices on this current iteration of yeah, Dr. I'm Hill. not going to apologize. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to. We are all entitled to our own opinions. <laughs> it was definitely the one thing that took me out of this episode uh, overall was yeah. the fact that there were some spots where that music was not matched up with what was going on or how I think I would have interpreted those moments. Right. But I got to say, I really liked the story. I thought the acting was good. I liked that it focused uh, more on just the doctor and less the ensemble. Like, there was some bullshit uh, that I didn't need, like the whole backstory with the d- Ryan's dad and all that. I mean, I know it's there. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Ugh, I, I guess I'm just tired of complaining and nitpicking about it. I want to like it, yeah. guys. I really want to like it. Do you think we're going to have to go back now that we've seen Jodie Whittaker's first complete season and go, let's rewatch it. Start all over again from the top and, and, and go with fresh eye because we know we like her as the doctor. There's no question. Yeah, but she, do we need to? There's no continuity there that's making me want to go back and search for things. That you is know? true. I mean, like, I don't have, there wasn't the Easter eggs that, that normally you go, oh, that's what, oh, yeah. And then you go back and you see things in a different light. I, I, I feel like it's been very transparent the whole time. It has so been. I don't need to go back and see anything else. I, I just know that I've been there already. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Strange, I, agree. I guess. I but. totally agree. And it's not to say that I, it's because I don't like it, because I do like it. I liked this current season. Overall, the whole season was good, but it just feels like I'm ready to see what's going to be next, because they've established the ensemble. They've established the relationships. They've established the fuck out of the characters. So it's like, we get it, guys. Now we can put... Let's have some adventures. Let's put him in high stakes. Something yeah. that's a little bit more... Uh, let's make it... Bring bring it back to Doctor Who. Yeah, which is why I liked their attempt with the Daleks. Let me say something. Cons- uh, I guess it's related to this. Uh, what I did really enjoy and have been enjoying the whole season is that the Doctor is a very willing to just take people onto the TARDIS. Yes. Yeah, that's different. And I think that that is... Uh, a good thing. I think that's an old school kind of idea, you know, just like, ah, just come on board. And they're just like, oh, what? Uh, cool. I guess mm-hmm. I'm on this spaceship. It's- but I liked that there was a whole like entourage of people that were just on the TARDIS this time, you know, just like there. Mm-hmm. And they all had a reason. And she was like, okay, everybody's. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, like that I agree. This. That's interesting to note because I was going to say something along those same lines that having them just kind of jump on and it goes back to the way that the doctor I think used to think less considerate of everyone else more about himself or herself I guess as it were like come on the ship I don't care it doesn't affect me that you're on the ship because you're going to leave and have to live your boring life Mm -hmm. and have this awesome memory like forever Mm -hmm. implanted and not you know whatever 
You know, I have, I was just thinking about it, and I think the reason that you liked that aspect of this episode was because it was really reminiscent to the old Doctor Who classic Who that was like um, unit heavy, like where mm. you members of unit would get member- pulled in, right? Where it was more of just not just the Doctor and one companion; it was a whole right. crew, like mm-hmm. unit, like how a uh, you know the Brigadier. Yeah. Yeah, the Brigadier. Company. It wasn't yeah, yeah. quite such an exclusive club, you right. know? I That's mean, even though it, it is. It really but reminded me of John Pertwee's season yeah. as the Doctor. I love that you brought up Unit, considering there was a beautiful yeah. tip of mm-hmm. the hat in it the was. episode mm-hmm. to Unit uh, being... Apparently, Brexit has affected <laughs> Unit, <laughs> and they don't have funding now. Yeah, so. it's very... Um, interesting. Uh, How political. Kate mm-hmm. Stewart is MIA... Mm-hmm. I kind of loved that scene. If we can talk about parts of the thing that wasn't like the main story, that little sub story of her calling and trying to get a hold of Unit and the lady answering the phone and just be like, "How can I help you? Like mm-hmm. one moment, where can I take you or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it just like it set it apart because it took the serious out of it just for a second. It's like very British. It's something mm. that could really happen though. You call and you're expecting a thing. Very and, bureaucratic. Oh, fuck, <laughs> that thing is not there anymore. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Looks like we're on our own. Uh, Maybe we really should take it back to the start and kind of give them yeah, a little just bit get into the episode. A little just a little bit here and there as we continue to dissect our thoughts and things we liked. But the very start of the episode is essentially ninth century Earth uh, dissecting a great enemy in three parts, chopping this enemy into three parts and hiding it in different parts of the earth, okay? Got like ones in England, ones in ones on an island, on an island, ones in and Russia. ones in Russia. Yeah, yeah, correct. So they're all supposed to hide their thing underground and like have it buried or whatever and protect it. Question. Sure. Answer. Did anything ever happen to the other I bodies? Was just thinking the same thing. I was wondering about that the whole time. Is yeah. this like other bodies? Are there three the other- Daleks or are there three body parts or are there? It was, it was three just- parts of the same Dalek and that just the temporal one part- shifted together. That's because oh. the ultraviolet light that goes over it oh. activated it. It shifted together. Correct. Oh. So they're not still out there. No, that's why oh. the things that were in okay. the bags, you see it like quickly disappear and stop moving because of well, that. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's not what, what I was... saw. I just saw a flash and then they cut yeah, to another too. thing. They and did realized a, that's what happened. I think they did a poor job of that. I mean, uh, I was a little shady. I that was like was really shady. focused and like, what the fuck is going on here? But mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I liked the beginning of it. It felt like I was watching like a, a cool movie. Like, yeah. Like it was yeah. it was good, like a, a historical movie. It something. almost like at first I was like, Are we did I download the wrong thing? Like is yeah. it, are we watching the wrong things as Doctor Who? But yeah, it I liked it. Was. I liked it. I felt like uh once I remembered the the, the like we were watching the beginning and I was like, What the fuck are we watching? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's supposed to be dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh man, that's gonna be bitching. So I to know when <laughs> yeah, I think so. I I loved the episode if, if just to break that down, but they cut they like I said they cut it up into three parts and they separated it on the globe. The third guy though that was in Sheffield doesn't make it to like a to place bury to bury and guard his thing, so he just kind of dies and gets covered up with time. Time conveniently is, enough is, is the great mm-hmm. enemy. And I love that transition where it was like his body and then they were at the dig site like in a in just a breath. Like yeah, I, I kind of felt like we were watching like a mummy movie and that was yeah. fun. a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. <laughs> I was a history major, so that shit's fun for me. 
And then we meet Mitch and Liz? Ooh, yeah, I think so. We just well, watched it, guys. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Liz. It was an L name. I'm bad <laughs> I'm with I'm terrible Liz. with names. I think it's Liz. I'll do a little looking up while uh, you guys dive further into them and what happens on the dig. Well, I thought for sure one of them was going to die. Yeah, we were kind of banking yeah. on it. We're like, so which one of them is going to go first or both? Hmm. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Like, And then as soon as like the chick meandered off to search for the missing... Uh, Mm-hmm. Dalek little guy. I was like, yeah, yeah she's definitely in for it. Why did but she, she touch it? Why did she touch it? For real. If you see some weird, crazy thing on the wall, I'm not touching it. I'm not just reaching my hand out and uh, like, you know, ET phone home, yeah, slow point. Real. I'm not doing that. It's almost as if she's no. asking for it. Correct. <laughs> this is like a horror movie logic, you know? Yeah, for real. You don't touch it. Like you see a squid on the wall or in you, a catacomb under a fucking building, you at, don't touch it. Yeah, at least if you're gonna touch it, go get the backup that's like you know twenty, thirty feet behind yeah, you. Yeah, for real. Just you be know? like, hey, I'm gonna touch something. Come help me. Or at least cry out, Ugh, there's yeah. something. Meh, come and get me. Like you know anything. Like I'm pretty sure if I was walking <laughs> and saw something like that on the wall, my first words out of my mouth would be, uh, holy shit, guys, come right. here now. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, ah, anything. Because like, you're not living in a horror movie. No. Why are people so blind to that? Like, yeah. I guess maybe, maybe in a crisis they're terrible, but I feel like if something like that really happened to us, we would be more prepared than just like, oh, I'm going to be stupid and touch this thing. I have no idea what it's going to do to me. Ah. Right. Yeah, that seems like lazy writing to me. Oh, you did. Sorry. Sorry. You did say lazy writing. Uh, da, 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 well, da, yeah, da, so this da, creature, da. like, touches her, apparently. We're not shown, right? We were one letter I, uh, off. What? Her name was Lynn. Lynn. L-I-N, not Lynn. L-I-Z. Lynn. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> That's how much I care. Okay, so Lynn uh, gets the squid billy thingy attached to her. <laughs> it was a squid billy. It was yeah. a pretty pretty rough-looking uh, yeah. Dalek. Squidward attaches to her, and she takes it home yeah. unannounced to everybody else. Pretty horrifyingly, though. It like was like, a, yeah, that was you know, gross. turns up a brainstem. Yeah. Oh. Shoots its little tentacle right into you her You will do bottom as I skull. say. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm uh, all for possession little story mm-hmm. it's all right with the die i, I like the hybrid story line with the daleks there that was quite it was a different spin i mean how do you come up with something different for the right. daleks i mean the whole what, you come up with an ancient dalek that's different than the other daleks essentially they faced, that so that way it creates you know loopholes for the plot you know I love the yeah. idea that they sent different versions of different like ability Daleks out because that means you can have other returning foes that have yeah, never the yet scouts, existed. The recon scouts, correct? Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. Sets they a set lot it up pretty up well to have something in the future for Doctor Who with a Dalek. Definitely, it always, they always do. They always do. Like she said on the show, she's like, they always come back. Like I'm always facing them. It's always me. It's me versus them every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm personal yeah i liked that i liked that it was a good callback to to doctor who this one felt more like doctor who it did and we've been bitching this whole time and finally <laughs> yielded some someone wrote as i was looking up the name of lynn i saw a uh, sci-fi or somebody had put that that felt more like a finale than the battle of 
Ren's Korov Colossus. Yeah, yeah, because it had a different feel. It had like the like the words, the locations that would come up on the screen. Yeah, it you felt know? more like a Christmas special. Yeah, if yeah, like a classic Christmas. Felt special. like it had finality to it mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, and it also tied up good loose ends. We have more of a story arc on Ryan, Ryan yeah. building his relationship with his father and like that growing And I like again. that it didn't leave on a, a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I like that it didn't end terribly. It was a happy ending. It's unfortunate that we won't see anything until this time in 2020. Shit, what? for real? Mm-hmm. Correct, no there will Doctor be no Who. more Doctor what? Who this year because, listen, and this is the thing I've been saying a couple episodes across, Chris Chibnall is having a hard time getting the rhythm or the cadence of filming or his ideas are too big or uh-huh. whatever it is down them asking for 10 episodes in a season for him to film in six months is too much for him and he said look give says me who? a y- says, him? says chris chibnall mm. and he said look give me a year and we'll have something special in 2020 so hopefully he takes his time. He goes back into the old bag of tricks, thinks about characters we know and love, thinks about villains we need to see again. Do you thinks, think they would premiere with a Christmas special? So maybe but maybe a New Year's special. It seems like maybe that's the new tradition. Maybe. And you know what? Honestly, I'm going to go out there and say it. I liked it so much more that Christmas wasn't attached to this. It made it feel way less cheesy as a whole. I was way more invested immediately because Christmas was wiped from it. And it was just, hey, it's a brand new year. You're right. You're right. So I appreciated that. I don't know if it's because Christmas was wiped from it, as you say, but I I I think it it was because it was different. Yeah, it just didn't feel like they were forcing it because you had like... The, all these Christmas episodes with the abominable snowmen or crazy Santa Clauses or right. attacking yeah. Christmas trees, like I, I, yeah, it's like force fed that it's Christmas, right? So this is this really. Beautiful... It was nice. They just like kind of alluded to it at the beginning. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, we, which was your favorite fireworks display for New Year's? And they like had been traveling around celebrating different New Years for, mm-hmm. for however long they'd been doing it. That was nice. Yeah, that was different. I would love to see a, a doctor, not maybe. Jody because that'd be hard to do but I would love to see a doctor pick up his companion like day one his or her companion day one and their entire arc take place on day one because they're on the TARDIS they're in a time machine they can go back to that same day in time and just keep living in time and then jump to an adventure and come back jump to another adventure and come back Mm -hmm. and like show like genuinely like wear on these people because they're living other lives yeah seeing them age and when they come back to the point in time that they were taken so then by the time the season is over like say a character jackie tyler Mm -hmm. is is a good example like what happened when i saw you this morning rose you looked like you were 20 now you look like you're 47 what the fuck right, right. you know like what has happened and then it's like well time has aged them because of this whatever and mm-hmm. that's another thing the doctor has to try to fix is that'd be cool i don't know that sounds just, like some fun fan fiction that's just me fan writing in the moment here. <laughs> yeah something happened uh, <laughs> back to this episode though so we had aaron which is uh the father to ryan show up and try to make amends for not being there for Nan's funeral and not being there for Ryan pretty much at all. And they really, I mean, I love that the doctor was just like pretty much just like nut Savage. slapping him. Just yeah. like, bam, take it, dog. Yeah. Like, hey, you didn't show up to Nan's funeral. And that makes Ryan very unhappy. The first words out of her mouth. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, guilt. Mm-hmm. You it. let him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? She's like, oh, you're the guy who let him down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But then, but then later, <laughs> there's welcome. like a there's like a mm-hmm. again the full circle to that character is later he becomes very useful to their cause, 
Right, and, and Ryan she, ultimately forgives And them. she recognizes that. The doctor <laughs> says, like, hey, Ryan's dad, you're quite useful, like, with this techie, techie shit. And Ryan's How dad... about that? And it's interesting, because it also... I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but that little bit of Ryan's dad taking apart that toaster oven and doing the thing for the doctor mm-hmm. proved he wasn't bullshitting Ryan earlier in the episode by saying... No, this isn't just something I'm selling. My friend made this. I helped him make this. Mm-hmm. I put this together with him. This is the best thing that exists. He knew it inside out. And then it's proved when he's like, give me my oven. I'll take this shit apart and fucking Convenient. show you. You know, it was a good MacGuffin. Uh, I thought it was well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how often do you get to say a microwave is a MacGuffin? <laughs> Not often. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I kind of like that a broke down microwave beat a Dalek. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. That's hilarious. Like, but can we talk about how reckless the doctor was at least twice Mm -hmm. in this episode? Because that, speaking of the microwave at the end, like, not even tell, like, I don't know if they had that plan all along that they just, like, they looked pretty shell shocked. No, I don't think that they knew that that was the plan. Oh, at the end with When they just start running. Oh, yeah. That could have clearly, that Dalek could have just, just started like exterminating everybody Mm -hmm. in the room. I'm. Oh, yeah. They knew about that plan. That, yeah. That just seems like crazy reckless to me. Yeah. It was definitely reckless. However, I think that the doctor had one thing on her side there. Knowing this Dalek was not at full strength, it's yeah, not. It, was still it doesn't have full up. casing. It is just a I hybrid know. of itself. It's that's still been, a gamble, but it's it also been essentially hibernating yeah. for centuries. So it's not as up to speed right. on everything. And banking Daleks on the fact that do. it would chase her and not the group. But still, then later on, opening up the TARDIS doors and like a to a the, fucking supernova. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. And then why weren't they holding on beforehand? Why didn't she tell them to hold on before? There's a vacuum in space. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll fucking suck your face. Yeah, like even just shouting, hold on, before you open the doors. Right. You know, nothing. I think she was just trying to mm-hmm. to stun it so it wouldn't be like prepared or something. I Correct. don't know. Correct. It was the element of surprise. But it's a Dalek. It wouldn't yeah. have known what hold on meant. So <laughs> we just pretty much skipped to the end here. Essentially, the Dalek gets sucked out into the vacuum of space into a giant supernova <laughs> and all is well in the world. Uh, and it yeah. was a good episode of Doctor <laughs> There's still so much more to talk about, yeah, though. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Because you got to talk about the one thing that's interesting is, like you guys said, you know, at the beginning, Len gets possessed, mm-hmm. and yeah. ultimately, Sarah, you had a great question, and I need you to also, like, you've brought up. First of all, I want to say, I do believe the Doctor is definitely reckless in the second example that you brought up, yeah. like uh, Aaron going to just get sucked out into the vacuum of space, letting yeah, Ryan yeah. just recklessly run. She didn't even say, "No, Ryan, don't." Like, she's just like, well, if they both get sucked up out into space, at least they have each other. Right. You know, like, <laughs> at least they're freezing together. Yeah. We got this so. whole crew of people now, yeah. so it's cool. We're best friends. It's, yeah, it's not a big deal, but, like, <laughs> the other the other issue you brought that was interesting is the fallout of Lynn being possessed by the Dalek and the Path of yeah. Terror. Yeah, because this girl get, that got possessed by the Dalek earlier on, these yeah, are the parts that we skipped. Yeah, the archaeologist goes on a friggin' killing spree 
right? Yeah, nobody brings up the fact that she murders a couple of policemen mm. and like a junkyard guy. Yeah, like murders several people. And the guard blows out all the, the cameras. You know, there's clear evidence of this girl mm-hmm. going around and just doing terrible things. And uh, and then she's just like, okay, bye, doctor. At the end, you know, yeah, like, just they're just on hands earth with her boyfriend. Yeah, like nothing is gonna happen to Peace her. Out. What Light is us. this universe? Maybe something will happen to her. Maybe that's an interesting angle to look at. Like, what happens if the doctor comes back in like four months and they see a newspaper with Lynn on trial? And they're like, "What? Lynn on trial? <laughs> right. What?" And she's like, "Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Like, <laughs> well, we have to go back." Since they're getting so nitty gritty on all these characters, you know, it's like mm. a bit of a loose end. You know, in I my felt lo- who was lost in the shuffle in this episode a little bit. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she really played a major role in doing much of. Uh, she was just there. She's like the gopher. She, she was, was like kind of guy. That's funny. Graham called himself a gopher in this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She was just kind of a uh, backup. Yeah, she's had her character heavy episodes mm-hmm. though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, but I think I feel like Ryan has been like the most focused character aside from the Doctor, really. The arc of him bonding with Graham, him mm-hmm. bonding with his father, him losing Nan, him and the doctor's relationship, him and Yaz's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like he's was like the first companion. He's like, yeah, he's like lead companion. I don't know. I but don't know. it wouldn't seem like that. You would almost think Graham just, just because of age. He's just had more storylines than the, all the other ones. But I don't think he's more important than any of the other ones, in my opinion. Well, can I say this? Why, if they were going to keep dragging on with the Nan storyline, why didn't they have us as an audience spend more time with that character? I mean, we got like a little blip of this Nan character. I don't, I don't care about Nan. I think it's because those men were like ready to, because those two boys, you know, Graham and Ryan, they... Joint had another female figure to to like follow around in the doctor, you know, like it, it was just like, how else were they gonna? Well, otherwise, I mean, they were gonna be lost. I'm talking from like a like a a writing a writer's perspective, right. you know. If you're gonna have this character that's just they're dragging through the mud, as it were, as this baggage all the way through the show, and you're gonna have all of these story arcs that are emotionally heavily based on this character. Why did you not let the let the audience develop that character a little more before you offed her? Mm-hmm. You know, that character should have had at least four or five episodes before they killed her off if they were going to make this big a deal about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's where at I that's two. where it feels lost at on me. That's what I was going to say is if I was yeah. going back to do yeah, it. Maybe you're right. But yeah, at least two. But yeah, at least a few so that you, you know, since so they're... you care when she dies. Right. Because they kill her so, off so early. It's like, oh, all right. Well, we hardly knew ye. Right, <laughs> and then and then they're just like, why are they still talking about her? Right? Yeah, okay, like, okay yeah. guys, get over it. <laughs> right, I, they didn't give us enough time to form an attachment to that character as a as a viewer. I feel like Chibnall yeah, maybe. maybe bought in and decided on the Tim Shaw storyline way too early, and <laughs> should have Shaw. given it one episode. So I think he should have had like more of an introductory introductory episode. Then after the doctors established that first episode, in the second episode when she's taking Graham and and Grace, Ryan and Yaz all on like a one-off adventure, that's when Grace dies. Oops, 
we were out doing a thing where she shouldn't have been. Yeah, but the whole Tim Shaw thing is the whole reason that they were even meeting her or together. Yeah, I know, but it's I think just that the they, way that it happened. Maybe they should have had Tim Shaw appear in the second episode. Though is what I was kind of more saying. I see. Yeah, and then, then use him have as a the different crux. Circumstance. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a terrible idea. I just think it was poorly executed. They could have maybe you know. That found we a had a lot way. of complaints about this season. Uh, but there were a lot of things that we did like about it. And uh, I don't know. I think moving forward, seeing as we're not going to be getting any new Doctor Who until, what, 2020? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, I think we'll have enough time to finally finish watching Peter Capaldi's seasons of Doctor right. Who so I can catch the fuck up. Yeah, and I'll have time to develop a little music segment for next time, like I've been talking about. Maybe what we can mm-hmm. do is do a little, uh, do a couple uh, Gallifrey, since this is our current, we're currently calling this the finale, maybe we can do some Gallifradio specials like Doctor Who throughout the year where we talk about the catch-ups, and those will be exclusive to Patreon if we do decide to do them. So mm-hmm. got to give us a buck and get that early access and exclusive content. That's what we're talking about, to check those out. And then maybe they'll get utilized somewhere in Season 2. We'll have to figure that out. But... Um, Overall, I'm really stoked that they brought a classic villain back. Me too. And I love that it was the Daleks mm-hmm. and that it was a Dalek, a singular Dalek mm-hmm. was super effective in this story. He he even went so far as to attempt to create a signal to bring more Daleks to Earth. But here's an interesting thought. I don't know if you guys put this in your head at all. This Dalek that was sitting there from the 9th century that had just been rotting away in time most likely was not a part of the time war and doesn't know what all has happened. Right. No, not most likely, definitely. I mean, it's clueless to, to 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 the true devastation of what his race, the Daleks, have gone through time and time and time and time and time and time again. I mean... Well, now he'll never know. Well, correct. Uh... Or will he? See, that's another thing. Temporal shift. Temporal shifted his ass from all those three different places to come back together. Mm. He's going to the heart of the supernova, and he's not going to think to temporal shift one last time? I don't know. Get out of here. I don't know. Do you know what I liked about the fact that they finally used a Dalek? What it is. Okay. We haven't gotten anything classic this whole season, Mm -hmm. right? And this is the only thing we're getting is one Dalek, like you said. Isn't it funny that the first reboot, Christopher Eccleston's season, had the episode Dalek. Dalek. One Dalek started the whole shebang of mm-hmm. One singular, you know, like they they encountered this the one Dalek down in the facility that that rich guy had, you know. And Van Horn. Granted, that Dalek ends up uh, seeing the sun, you know, and mm-hmm. like Rose has compassion for it or whatever in some part of her mind, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But really, that's your first introduction, you know. Oh, yeah. It's one Dalek to the whole thing. So I think that's kind of maybe they didn't intend to do that, you know. But a good segue to but, the next season. Yeah, I think that's fitting that it was just one Dalek, you know, in this re- this true reboot mm-hmm. of the series you know mm-hmm. so in season one of jody and chibnall we got a singular dalek i raised the stakes and asked this question to both of you and i'll answer it after you guys answer but in the following season our quote-unquote season two of these two in 2020 mm-hmm. 
if you could bring one other classic villain back. And I'm guessing that you guys are probably going to be on the same page, but who knows? Maybe not. I've already got mine. Okay. The silence. Oh, oh mm-hmm. yes. That was going to be mine too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because it's <laughs> it's just so... I mean, I don't know how. I Like, I know they defeated the silence, you know, with that whole, you know... There's the, the church, thing. yeah, and and they don't really okay. They so send out the, the you're um, talking about the day of the moon, which is when Eleven defeats them, and he sends the message out. The to message, yeah, yeah everybody yeah. on Earth who's watching the moon landing that these things exist and they're kill the enemy sight. and kill on sight. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kill on sight, right? But I feel like after that, there, that there had to have been some that went in hiding. From something well, like that, you but know? that is verified if you remember when we get to the end of the 11th Doctor story arc and there's the church and the lady, the church where everybody's naked, but the clothes are like, it, they're faked on and 11 and Clara go there and there are the silence and they keep saying the silence will fall uh, because they are sent back through that. the crack to connect the time and the silence are always essentially uh, searching out the Doctor because... Those were the truth seekers, and there mm. were rogue few that that went after him. So it'd be interesting to see another group of silence that are maybe slightly different. Maybe they aren't all in suits. Maybe they're something, you know, totally. I don't know. I want mm. like more of an origin sort of Ooh, thing for them. That would be interesting. you know because really they just were dropped into the universe as is, and you're just like, oh, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Things are fucking creepy. Oh, mm-hmm. How do we defeat this thing that's ancient? Okay, mm-hmm. like I would be interested to know, like, what is a what is a, a young a young silence look like? What is a, a little youngling? You know, <laughs> they got more hair. Like, what is it? Yeah, how do they evolve? Like, they don't. I mean, do they just manifest like that. Like, what what are they? You know what? I'm not you gonna know? lie. Real quick, I want to just talking about the silence made me think about another character. I'd love to see return. It's been way too long, but can we get the return of the Ood? The Ood. Please. (laughs) How to see Jody with the Ood? Think about how cool that would be. I think that they I think they've they've done what they needed to do. I don't know how you could write more for the Ood. You just look at them and you go, Bless. Bless. Like Bless your heart. Yeah. I I don't know that. What about a warring race of Ood? No. They're just I don't know. it's just the ood. I just want to pat them on their little ood head. Okay. You know? Their little squid heads. I mean, they're like, they're kind of like NPCs at this point, you know? Right. Like, they're totally. just there like, oh, hey, ood. Oh, you've made a comeback for now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're a merchant at a store. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, at an ood store. But okay. I don't think they need they're another, like, <laughs> big, long storyline after the whole brain thing and the guy that mm-hmm. turns into the ood with yeah. his tonic. I mean, you, how do you... Bravo, but mm-hmm. I you can't come. I don't. I don't need another one. I think Peter Capaldi finished it with the Cybermen. I don't expect to yeah. see them again for a while, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Train. Train of our existence making an appearance on the finale of Gallif Radio. Train. Decided to show up. Tardis train to come in blues. Tardis blue coming blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, we're talking about villains. Yeah, uh, I like the idea of a silence like origin and finding out where they come from and their purpose. That would be interesting. Uh, man, I-, I don't know how things have ended with the master. So I'm not going to say I would like to see the master, oh. but it would be really cool to see Missy with Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> hey, y'all, whatever happened to the adipose planet? 
Oh, oh my god. <laughs> There's a whole planet made of fat. Yeah, they just are like, bye. <laughs> you know, they just like went off Precious. into the sky. Way to change but the subject. Sweet. Where I was just thinking about like long gone, like uh, they weren't really villains, but they kind of were by circumstance, yeah. like killing people. But <laughs> they were so adorable. I know. But what happened to them? What did they grow up into? Where did Ooh, they go that'd off be into? interesting. What yeah. like a full size adipose is like? Are they yeah. always tiny? Do what they if they bigger? grew up into like some warrior race or something? But Big like, blobs. yeah, and then when you try to kill them, they just like explode. Me, <laughs> those little pile of adipose. They're just smiling <laughs> at you. I oh just my think god, of, like, that's also evil terrifying. like adventure time things. When I think about the adipose, totally fat you know? Ewoks, <laughs> fat cell Ewoks. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just was thinking about whatever happened to them. You know, after that. Another race or a different (laughs) villain I'd like to see back at some point. The Weeping Angels. I mean, come on. They're just too. I haven't forgiven them. Yeah, Yeah, nobody has. You you know what? It's fine. I just think the Weeping Angels are one of the best modern. Like, I tell you what, Moffat, honestly. With all the things he might have gotten wrong in some of the of the Capaldi series, he ultimately changed the landscape of Doctor Who by creating a couple like never ending villains, being the Silence and the Weeping Angels. I mean, mm-hmm. those are modern villains that stand the test of time now, alongside the Daleks and the Cybermen and the Zygons and all those things. So, uh, is it too late to say we should have the Autons back? The Autons. <laughs> Another nesting consciousness. I mean, we haven't seen anything since the first episode of the new series. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're nearing... Uh, That's true. You know, we're uh, 15 years in now. Maybe I'm just over Is it because right? we watched Terror of the Autons and then we watched the first episode of the ninth Doctor, right? Or what was it season? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like... Rose. An, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just over the Autons. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen the Santarans for a while. Yeah. As villains, anyways. Okay, yeah, because since Strax kind of became a a sidekick to Eleven, they totally, and and Twelve, they totally took away uh, them being villains. Yeah, Yeah, the Sting, because they did that. What was the um, Axios, right? That that the breathing car system that was Santarans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that little nerdy that dude was, uh, who like tricked and brought the Santarans. That was Tenth uh, Doctor with Donna. Yeah, Grandpa. That was gets... the last time they were villains. Correct. That's what I was saying. That's how far back it's been. So that right. was season four. Right. So it's been a hot minute here. What about the Sycorax, you guys? Do we want the Sycorax to come back? Do we I want them they're... to exact a revenge after what David Tennant did to their? That, you ship. Know, that would actually maybe be... there was like a black box of some kind that floated back. Well, hold on to their now. Planet hold on now. And told them. Tenant did not do anything to the Sycorax. Well, Jones, they don't know that though. Harriet I'm... Jones blew right. them the fuck up. I know. So if any of them survived or could send a distress signal, it would take years to get there and years for them to get so back. It's possible they... for them to be yes. an upcoming villain. Oh right. my god, that would be so clever. Yeah. Man, it would also possibly leave some people who are newer Doctor Who fans going, what the fuck is good. this? Good. They can go watch you the know. good Doctor Who. I'm yeah. just kidding, everybody. No, I agree with you. I agree with go that Go watch the good stuff, children. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, no, I just, I loved the episode with the Sycorax. What's the, I, like, they were just so like silly, silly mm-hmm. warrior, but also really evil. I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know what I'm saying now. It's okay. I'm going to let you guys carry on for a second because I'm going to use the facilities in a rare bathroom break moment on Gallif Radio. Too much coffee, Mr. Tully. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's just... Too much coffee. Yeah, we're drinking some damn good coffee. We might need to make another pot of it, though. I feel like I need more. Well, we don't have any more. Oh, shit. Yeah. We that's have to right. go get some more. I forgot about that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We were just naming villains a minute ago. Yeah. Do you have any other villains that you want to see coming up in the with to face off with Jody? Hmm, I don't know. I feel I, like we've covered pretty much the ones that I'd want to see. Yeah. I want to see her face off with the silence. Mm-hmm. Whatever that would mean. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking villains coming back, we could talk about like, you know, old characters coming back. But I don't think they're going to resurrect any of the old characters from the old series. I don't think they would either. I like that they've been doing little like nods here and there, like the nod to unit today on, on today's episode that we watched. But I don't know. Yeah. It it was starting to feel like Doctor Who again, watching today's yeah. episode. Yeah, it had all the right all the right stuff. It did. It did. Welcome back, Nathaniel. And I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back, me. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just concluding our thoughts on this current season. Yeah, and also that like uh, they're not going to bring back. I mean, they might bring back villains, but I don't think they're going to bring back other characters from the old series. You know, like old companions or different. Uh, you know, I wish. You know, it's weird though. It's so Doctor Who to do that. Like, think about Sarah Jane Smith coming back into ten. Why do we not? Why will we never see Captain Jack and and the Doctor? That would be amazing pairing. The Doctor was already someone that Jack was very fond of. Mm-hmm. To oh now my God, be, could you imagine f- if Captain Jack came back? He would be oh, like, "Whoa, everybody would Doctor! Whitaker. Like, look at them hips, you know." And then the Doctor would be like, "Whoa, don't sass me like that, dude." Uh, the shit writes itself. BBC, make it happen. Yeah, kiss, kiss. <laughs> it's funny too because I know for a fact that John Barrowman said, "Please, I would love to do that." We need yeah. to watch Torchwood, guys. I never finished it. Yeah, and we also need to catch you up on the Missy Chronicles because you need to know. Yeah, maybe we should where do Missy that goes after you guys finish you your really movie. We really do need to know because we need to talk about it. Yeah, I oh, agree. The Peter Capaldi. Yes, yeah, totally. Oh, that's Missy again. Chronicles. That's Missy's. Yeah, that's Missy's season. All right. Well, since you've labeled it as such, I'm more keen to want to watch it. Nine yeah. and I love series Missy. nine and ten. Yeah. It's only like twenty. We only have like twenty four episodes I left. I need my Sabrina fix, so I need some Michelle Gomez in my life. Yes. Well, maybe we can watch some of that. We got plenty of time now <laughs> since we don't have our show coming back for a while. That's true. We can finally catch up mm-hmm. and we'll have lots to talk about on season two of Gallifrey. Gosh, that's like a whole year away almost. That saddens me. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's going to be interesting because I, I, I mean, to, to note, it's kind of already been in the plan and in the works here that one of the shows that's been a, a stalwart of the network is probably not going to come back for a third season being... The Voice of Survival. I'm only going to do two seasons of that. Really? So when the third season should have dropped would have been January of 2020. And now Gallifradio will be taking its place. So it, it actually works out oh. exactly how I unintentionally but totally intentionally wanted it to. Okay. Um, like I said, though, if we get to deciding like, oh, shit, we can, we've watched, we finished the series of Capaldi and we really want to talk about it. We'll do a special on it. It's not a big deal. Entice people to yeah. go over to our Patreon. They they really like it. Also, I want to know what people thought about our first season of this show. Mm-hmm. I do encourage people to go onto our Facebook. We have had people that have been checking us out throughout the year, 
Tell us what you thought. If you loved what we did for this first season, cool. If we could have done things better, let us know. If there's stuff we didn't cover that you want us to cover, also that. Yeah, reach out. Mm-hmm. All the things. Um, Overall, I thought this was a fun first season of Gallif Radio. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was yeah. fun talking about Doctor Who. We've been talking about doing it for a long time, so I'm glad we finally just did. And we talk about it anyways. Yeah, we talk Absolutely. about this yeah, anyway, so. so whatever. And it was a good payoff to watch the Jodie Whittaker series because it, without us even knowing it was not going to do this, it did a great job of staying away from any spoilers whatsoever involving what you haven't yet finished. True so that. it was like yeah. it, you were able to yeah, almost good timing. separate and discern yourself from, from the two and almost watch this as its own entity, mm-hmm. which I think was, was definitely awesome and, and good for us to be able to talk about all these episodes as they were happening. Funny to note, there were 11 episodes of this season of Doctor Who in series 11. Mm-hmm. There's 11 episodes of Gallifradio. Mm-hmm. It's 11, 11, 11. So all, all the 11s. Out. Timey-wimey and shit. Uh, is there anything else we want to get into before we get out of here? No, I'm looking forward to season two. We've we've got a lot of stuff mm. we've been planning, t- and you know we'll make this yeah. bigger and better next year. There's a Doctor Correct. Who book we're gonna utilize more. Yeah, we've got lots. There's of plans. a Doctor Who CD we're gonna utilize more. There's some Doctor Who locales we're going to visit. Who and A we're coming for you <laughs> soon. We promise. Uh, maybe that'll be a, a good place to like debut our new series. We'll talk about that off air, anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyways, this has been season one of Gallif Radio. You guys can check us out at the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com, where you get all the different shows on our network with new shows debuting this January, including this Sunday, where you guys will get Dungeons with Dudes. Check it out right here on the network, featuring Miss Veronica and myself. I was hilarious. By live the way. from LaFiCon playing a game <laughs> of Dread. It was a lot of fun. I've never played a role playing game before. Uh, you know, like that, and it yeah. was hysterical. She I missed it. She bought into the character, too. She played her character. It was great. Uh, I don't know. I think I could have did better, but I was nervous. It was good. You <laughs> did really good, I thought. Anyways, yeah, it was fun, so check that out on Sunday, folks, and at, at the end of uh, January, on the final Friday of January, you'll be getting Crucial Tunes, Sweet. which will be debuting. Next week, you get the finale of Kids for Sale Season 1, uh, and then after that, the first episode of Season 2 of The Voice Survival. So all the changes are happening right here in January on Fridays. And this, I think, is going to do it for Gallif Radio. You guys, again, can check us out at patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a dollar. Early access and exclusive content will be all yours for a dollar a month. You throw a dollar away on other shit, I'm sure. So, I think that's going to do it for Gallif Radio, Season 1, Episode 11. I am your host, Nate. Veronica. Sarah. We'll see you guys somewhere in time and space. Later. <laughs>